Welcome to episode 397 of the Sabertron.com TwinCast podcast. I'm your host, Scotty P, here with Skankin' Monkey and Easy Stuff. And if you're a regular listener and somehow downloaded this one, yes, you did the correct thing. And you have missed 196 episodes since yesterday, you fucking slacker. God. No, that's not what this is. It's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. I, I slept through a lot of your work, Scotty. Yeah. I don't even know how we recorded 196 two-hour episodes in the span of half a day, but they were all simultaneous. So one thing we do want to discuss before we get started is um, we have started a new Patreon uh, page. Uh, We only have one tier right now. It is the Platinum tier. For $900 a month, uh, we don't actually record extra podcasts that you can listen to, but you can sleep in my basement. Uh, So please feel free to go to patreon.com slash new type flash pod and subscribe. Uh, only one person gets to get, come in. Like, give you like that one guy who actually tries to subscribe to this. He would pay it. He's so good. It's very, it's possible. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Typically, you know, uh, this this is a bonus episode because there is a new show out there that connects Universal Century. Um, Scott, you want to go with it? Yeah. So I'm not quite sure when, you know, we can talk about where the chronology is here, but we're introduced to our main character who is a Kokonatsu or also known as Coconuts. That's probably the easier way to say it. And he uh, is his dad, Yo. Shikata owns a snack shop. It's called Shikata Tagashi. And they're selling snacks. I so I lived in Japan. I lived in Japan for a year and I love my Tagashi snacks. Were they were they um, everywhere? Most of them. I love the koala snacks. Those are like my favorite. Oh yeah, those are pretty good. They used to have something like a loot crate that would be snacks, like Japanese snacks. But they they discontinued it. Yeah. Before before this series, I didn't even realize this was a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing here, and and we're uh, we're introduced to the main female character who might be a villain. I can't quite decide, but uh, we see her, you know, trying to open up a, a tin of candies, and there's a lot of cicadas. So at first, I thought maybe this was Evangelion continuity, right? Well, it, it, she's also so the um, coconuts is an aspiring artist, and he draws a lot of women. And he's not he's not that good at it. Well, I mean, his dad says he's not that good at it. Um, but so I know, I can, I can his dad also wants him to take over the store. So she comes in, and she looks exactly like his his manga drawing. So this is this is a little bit you know weird. Yeah, to me, well. I just took that as a sign, like the way that he was able to just know she would show up and, and see her so clearly in his mind, he could put her on the page before meeting her. I'm pretty sure coconuts is a new type. And this is like our first glimpse into his abilities. Yeah. I think, it, I think this is one of the most prevalent new type instances that we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, and, and we see this throughout the episode, but I mean, he really, even for his store, he has some innate ability to just kind of like connect people with what uh, type of candy they want. And it's it's crazy. 
Yeah, and it, the other one confusing thing continuity-wise was they had a lot of model kits on the shelf. And so I thought maybe this was Build Fighters continuity, but I think, you know, watching the first episode, um, they no, didn't really it, mention it. It's very clearly Earth. My, my guess is this is um, at least a... 2000 years or so after um, the colony dropped because the earth is kind of recovered. So this is probably like UC 2016 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, um, you know, kind of the next thing we see, you know, Hotaru and coconuts are talking and, and Hotaru starts to talk about Umaibo and how they have all these different flavors. Um, they're kind of like, well, Lane, why don't you describe an Umaibo? Um, it, uh, so which one is that? I I'm sorry. I I'm terrible with the candies. A, a giant. It's like the giant Cheeto. Individually oh wrapped. yeah, yeah. So those are my favorite. So I, I I've got like a super sweet tooth. So I I go for more like the thing like the the crackers with chocolate in them. The the little. I don't think um, I really quite understood how the ergonomics of that candy work because it did not look like candy and it did not look good. It's not candy. Like it, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like a, like you said, it's like a big old Cheeto churro looking thing. Right. Yeah. It's just a, it's a savory snack. It's like getting a bag of chips or something because of, be, yeah. Yeah. Really but they, like, the candy. thing is super popular too. Yeah. The thing is, is a lot of those candies, they come with like character for different animes and mangas and stuff like that. So they kind of carried that across from, from the real world. Um, and, and I, I can't remember which one this one is, but uh, I do know that, that that it's cheese flavored. She uh, she challenges him at this point, though, too, when she introduces it and basically wants to see if she, he can be like her rival um, by picking the perfect Umaibo combination for her. Yeah. yeah. And, and it notes that she senses his ability. And I think that's giving us a hint. She's probably also a new type because it's even, it's not quite a new type flash, but it's some, it's similar to the noise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and he's like, he's like, he's getting his harem too, because he has the, uh, the girl from the cafe um, who's like all, all up his nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's, there is one scene though. And before we meet her where um, your name is coconuts, his dad shows up. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, They're creepy together. The girl and the dad are just like, they have a weird creepy dynamic, but he's my favorite character by far. Yeah, and he's got some kind of Gundam because we see that very quick scene. Maybe they've battled in the past. She's got some kind of like orb green, like mobile armor thing. And Yo's got some kind of snack Gundam and they, they were fighting. He's like the grizzled old like Rombo Roll like person in this episode. He's a whole like 29 years old or something. He's super old. And... uh yeah, my favorite. Yeah, and it, it, this this Gundam ri- reminds me similarly of what is it? The Turn A Gundam that has the mustache. <laughs> oh yeah, mustache. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, then we go to Saya's uh, cafe, and her brother. I think I, I don't know if it is Char, but I don't know. He's got the glasses. He's he he could be a shark. It, it could be Lieutenant Quattro. Yeah, it's it's Toendo is his current his current alias. Yeah, yeah. The Hawaiian uh, look. Casval is Casval is Edouard is Char is Quattro is 
Yeah. What is this guy's name? Indotoe, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Indotoe? Yeah. Yeah. We don't see much else of him. You know, they kind of are just, this is like a, a cool down for that first episode. They just, they're going to hang out and drink some coffee and, you know, talk about some of the events to come. Yeah. Um, so he gives, the, he gives Saya some candy uh, and she seems ecstatic. And it's funny because maybe I, I think here, like the, the brother is like, Oh, he does. You, he, he, you just say you like this candy cause he likes you. But I think it's more of along the lines of like, you know, we were talking about earlier, his innate new type ability. He's able to influence her as she's eating that candy to like it. It's good. Solid theory. power. Um, so, um, we can move on to the second episode. I mean, it's kind of, like I said, just kind of a wind down there on the first. Yeah. yeah I think I mean, we, think just, we just see some conflict some, like, between, nudity. uh, uh, coconuts and, uh, Hataru. I think that's really the whole the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, um, the second episode, these, the, this kid comes in, um, he's got a popsicle and on the popsicle, uh, they have a thing that he, he basically won a prize and, you know, um, uh, he's able to get a second popsicle because he, he won. He's look, if I know anything about anime, the fact that we have this young kid being introduced and he has really good luck, he, he's going to die really horribly, like soon. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like he once we get a backstory episode on him, he'll, he'll probably, that's like the end of him like as soon as we start seeing like oh this is where he went to elementary school this is where he went to middle school this is you know like the girl that he likes and, and then like the next scene will be uh probably him you know getting crushed yeah. by a gundam as he's running away or, or maybe hotaru picking up the knockoff model kit of a duck and like <laughs> a pink drag racer car is a it's a premonition he's going to get run over oh, by that yeah. duck's mobile armor i would definitely build yeah, that's that true. Um, but yeah, Hotaru, uh, you know, thinks the kid is stealing uh, from from the shop and uh, s- snatches up the kid, and you know they they deal with that. Yeah, um, it's awkward. Yeah, yeah. Then they have the uh, Kanako bow, which is the little snack that the Kinako bow. So it's uh, it's a it's a mushroom based flavor. You, that's good. That's a good candy. Oh, wait, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I messed that up. I wrote it correctly. The Kinako bowl. The I was thinking it was Kinoko bowl, which is mush, mushroom. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. Cause I thought it was supposed to be, uh, I don't really remember this, but is it like cinnamony? I did not write the flavor down, but it's like, it's powdered, but I don't, I don't think it's cinnamony. I mean, it doesn't, those thing type things typically aren't that sweet. Okay. Well, really the, the Gundam wiki has a lot of detail on this. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. I was going to say at this point, you know, Hotaro kind of sets the stage on, you know, we, we've seen him just like hanging out at the snack shop. You're not really sure, you know, what the conflict is that's going on. And I feel like Hotaro really sets the stage here and we get to see, you know, some of what there's, there's this elephant that kind of shows up and, and symbolically destroys like a milk candy Zaku and a, a ramen Dom, you know, just to, yeah. And she says this, you know, and that was really the elephant that's in the room is the Degashi battle. Yeah. The Degashi wars that are going on. Yep. And we see, I don't know if it's flashback or 
or flash forward, but there's a, a Ramane Gundam fighting uh, Shars Zigok, except it's Miyako Kamba. I'm going to guess that must be flashback since we, you know, we just saw that Jaburo battle. Would have to be, yeah. Uh... And then we see, we see the, um, the colony drop. Yeah. Yeah. So the, except it's not a colony. It's, it's a, so apparently in this, in this version, they, uh, are able to replace colonies with giant cheese flavored, um, was it in my boat yeah. and, and, and drop them onto the earth. And, and it just, it created a wasteland. Yeah. Um, they didn't say how many died, but uh, we know in 079, half of the, the world's population died. So um, you can only imagine that, that the cheese would, would yeah. be significantly worse. It, so yeah, it depends. I guess it depends. Like it's obviously not going to be as heavy as a colony, but the the particulates that it throws up into the atmosphere have, have got to be just devastating. Yeah. Like the lung lung cancer alone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is going to be a dead. Well, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna blot out the sky and the sun. I mean, uh, they they there's historical evidence on Earth of of where some uh, volcanoes have erupted and basically sent the world into many ice ages because there's so much particulate in the in the sky that um, the sun just can't can't heat the atmosphere as like it needs. I'm getting this like imagery in my head of this like cheese wasteland madness yeah. type situation. Well, you see it. You see it. You you see something. You you see another Umaibo uh, walking through uh, the the desert, or it could be uh, the the destruction of where the other Umaibo kind of like blew up and created. Like oh no! A this is actually this is another uh, Kinako bow um, that's that's in the desert because oh. he has hidden his Dorico candy Gundam in the desert, and it's a it's a nice homage to what Amaro does, you know, with with hiding the RX seventy eight two. Maybe this. Uh, Kinako Bo is an Amaro clone. You know, we're not really sure, but he's in point. this, you know, desert of Umaibo dust. And man, it's just, I don't know. You know, once I did, I, I also too once threw a cheese Umaibo at Australia for increased tastiness and ended up destroying half that continent. So I, I can relate. And I, I wish they would have shown us going to the bar and, and getting to meet uh, Ron Baral and Haman that, cause I think that would have been yeah. really cool. Um, but hopefully, you know, may, maybe in the next episode we'll be able to, I mean, we've got, we've got that. like 10 more episodes left. I mean, it'll happen. Yeah. I, no, I have a question yeah. for you guys, like a tactical strategic question. So if, if let's say that, you know, the other Xeon forces with Minovsky particles able to scatter those, were to meet these young donut Xeon forces with their Umaibo dust. Like which one would interrupt radar more effectively to give an advantage? I don't really know the all the physics. Where are the two options again? Sorry. I I, I got the gist of the question, but I the options oh, left just as Minofsky I was particles about. or Umaibo dust. Like what would be most what? effective? I don't know all the theoretical physics well, behind Umaibo dust, but I have to assume that due to just like the additional mass, would have to that would have to do something, right? I'm voting Umaibo. Yeah, so I think it would be a, a so I think the the Umaibo dust would be worse because you've got to, you've got to think about dual things. So if it's thick enough, it's going to just like make make the uh, radar look like snow because it's it, the particulates are heavy enough. Uh, but it's also going to to jam all of your uh, intake valves, mm. and it's just going to be 
it's going to just destroy yeah, they, they all. They rely heavily on like vis- like physical visibility uh, anyway at that point, so it's going to obscure their vision too. Yeah, and the side Absolutely. using it, they're basically coming to the battle prepared with snacks. And I don't know if you guys caught any of Space Battleship Tiramisu, but it's one of the classic mech animes that came out last year and is already probably the best one ever made. And it, like that pilot, it, he shows the importance of having snacks in your cockpit. Well, you don't. Well, I mean, you, you know, there's other things that are important to have in your cockpit too. I mean, if if you think about it, Darling and the Franks handles this situation perfectly on how to actually pilot a. Uh, oh, doggy Mecca. style. Yeah, that's a great way to pilot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's just the most ergonomic way. Right. And yeah. and look, oh. when you're under attack by aliens that really just want you to have babies, I mean, it's pretty effective. That show sucked. That show was terrible yeah. and a waste of my time. I, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, liked it. I liked it a little bit, and then it got really weird, <laughs> and I felt committed. So, yeah. Yeah, it could have done without. It, it turned on me. Yeah, it turned <laughs> on me. I liked the first, I don't know, handful to ten episodes, and then it just turned. No, I got turned bad. But, but the, the whole like, yeah. I think you basically have to penetrate someone in order to pilot the mech. I was very intrigued by how they were going to explain that, and it was not satisfying. Me. Yeah, they really didn't. But you know, getting back to our new Gundam show here, um, you know, we we kind of kind of wrap up. Well, I, I, you know, I say wrap up. This is maybe like the first half of the episode. Again, I think is probably the most important because these are split up into like essentially two small episodes equal one episode. And so at the end of this one, we have yeah. uh, Hotaru being cut down by the Kanakobo because he's so tasty. Um, and it's it was uh, really, you know, establishes Kinakobo Amaro clone as a, as a threat going forward. Yeah, and and I think um, uh, what's her name? Saya Sakata. Oh. Oh, no, Hotaro. I'm sorry. She 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 realizes like what a threat he potentially is, um, and attempts to get him drunk. Um, unfortunately, they were drinking non-alcoholic alcohol, so it doesn't really work very well. But it worked on her. <laughs> it did, but I, I again, I think she was she, she was trying to like non-alcoholic candy beer. I yeah. mean, that's how I get wasted. Very confused by the definition of candy in this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more out. It's more snacks. Like, it's a show about snacks, not necessarily. They use the, the term candy regularly. Yeah. It, it's just because there's not as much of a uh, market for a similar thing here in the U.S. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, the uh, you know, kind of that second part of this episode you know a lot of it focuses on the the fue ramene and the whistle that guy that gets called lame hole he kind of looks like a breath saver um (laughs) is that i think they did that scene because he's going to be like the whiny emo villain character because he's getting made fun of for his his lame Uh, like marshmallow You think it will be similar to like Mar- M- Mashima? I can't say his name. Right sure. Now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but they played Pogs for yeah, a while. And this is where too. you see, I think Saya, I mean, if Saya ends up being a new type, I think she's going to be the best pilot in this show. Saya's got to be a new type. She's just unnaturally she- good at everything. 
three freaking cards. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't actually Pogs. It was. What was it called? Do you? Do you? Didn't you remember what that game was called? I don't. I don't. I didn't write that part down. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember the game. I just have note of they play a card oh, variation of Pogs. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Oh man, good old Pogs. Good old Pogs. Well, I'm. I'm excited to see where where this goes. And these gunpla look very transitory and delicious. But I think for the short amount of time um, that they'll be around before I eat them. Um, they, they should be pretty fun to put together into calories in my, in, in my body. So I'm going to give these first two episodes uh, 10 out of 10, maybe no 11 out of 10. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to go, I'm going to go five stars, five stars out of, out of well, five. I'm, you know, uh, it's it's hard for me to to follow this anime because I'm constantly eating when I'm watching it. And I don't know why, um, but it, the animation quality was was a little bit off for me. But I I really like the new uh, mobile suits that they introduced in this show. Um, so I'm going to give it a 97. percent All right, all right. Maybe future episodes will get you over that hump for that other three percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm there. I they could convince me to get up there, but um, you know, uh, it this isn't this isn't quite darling in the Frank. You don't need convincing to get up. It's true, it's true, especially when I've got a, a stamen for my pistol. Oh, man, well, I think guys, I think I'm I'm too aroused to continue recording. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well. Um, hopefully our, uh, our listeners have followed along and, um, continue to watch this new wonderful show, Dagashi Kashi along with us. Uh, thanks for listening and we hope you have a good rest of your April 1st. Happy April 1st Happy, day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.